the north. Give up. I will say to these situations and these circumstances, oh hell, the strongholds has come against us. I will say you're going to give up in the name of Jesus. I'm coming against you with the power and the authority of the Word of God. I will tell the north to give up. And I'm going to tell the south to keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Come on, somebody, you need to get that in your spirit. Somebody, your, your sons and your daughters, they are coming back. They are coming back in the name of Jesus. They are coming back. Bring them back. Stir up that gift. We didn't raise any child to be lost. They're distracting their wayward for now, but I'm telling them right now, the sons and the daughters that are afar, they will return because we're coming against in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. I know it's been a long day and there's been funerals and things going on, but we got to fight this fight because there is a city that's worth saving. There is revival that's coming. And it's coming in your family and it's coming in your lives. Hallelujah. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed them. I have formed him. Yea, I made them. So again, to anything, anything that is not with God and for God, we say right now, give up. Bishop, we say give up. Anything that comes against the Word of God, anything that's not for the Word of God and for revival right now, we're speaking in the name of Jesus, and I'm proclaiming it. Give up to the north and to the south, the things that are distracting, the things that are hindering and causing distraction in your life. Get it in your spirit tonight and say give up, because this place, this town, and this community, I say, is worth saving. It is worth saving. This city that we call home. This city that God would give us this property on the western gate of our city and place us here for such a time as this. This place is worth saving. And it's here at this gate. It's here at this western gate. And pastors brought it to us many times and explained some of the significance and don't believe this is by happenstance that we're here placed for such a time as this. Because it's this city, it's this community that we're fighting for. And it was earlier this week, and I want to slow down, and I want to make sure you get a hold of something here before we... We're going to tie this up really quickly here tonight. Because God's going to take us to a place of prayer. But it, the Lord drawed my attention just a couple of days ago to, to really look at what it meant to be at the west entrance. Well, God, why would you give us this property? Why would you place us here at the main gate of our city? the main hub, to be here as a, as, a, as a gatekeeper. And you draw my attention when you go to studying the tabernacle plan and the placement of the tabernacle and, and how the, the encampments and the, the, the camps were placed around through, all the way around the, the, the tabernacle there. We look at the western side. And at the western entrance, you can see and you can study about the camp of Ephraim. And it was placed at the west of the tabernacle. This was made up of the, of the camp of Benjamin and Manasseh and, and the Ephraim. It was a typology, if you will, of an ox, something that would work, but it was put there for simply to do the ministry. It was set there to do the ministry. The ministry to prepare for the, the presence of God to move. And we know the presence of God was there inside the tabernacle. But it was there, it was the ministry that was placed there on the west side. God began showing me some things, and it wasn't just for coincidence that, hey, I've placed you there. 
And yes, there's something bigger than just FBC that I want to do there in the community. And it's going to take all of our churches. And we're praying and believing for revival in all of our churches. This is much bigger than just FPC. I'm not preaching to just FPC here tonight. God's wanting to do a big thing. Our building won't hold what God's wanting to do. But He did place us here to do ministry and to place us here and to realize that we're sent out and we're to be on guard for our city. We're to encourage the ministry here. We're to encourage those that are ministering here in our community. So when you look at the camp of Ephraim, why it was placed there on the western gate. That's why I believe stronger more than ever that we're placed here on the west side of our city is to, to encourage the ministry to be prepared to support in any way we can to our city. So that's why we're here. We're here to help fight. We're here to help fight for this city, to place here to support again the ministry. Because please hear me. The Spirit of God and the moving of God is not just for these four walls. It's not just here for FPC, and we're thankful for it, and we believe for a move of God every time we come together. But the thing God's preparing and getting ready to do here for this place, for our community, is going to take every church in our community. But I will tell you, and I say this with all confidence, He has placed us to lead this. We've been saying for way too long, why not let revival spark here in Henderson County and spread around the world? Why not let it start right here? And why not let it start right now? So that's why we're here to say, North, give up. South, keep back. East, anything trying to come in, anything from the West, if you're not of God and for God, you're not welcome here in this county and in this city. But more than anything, you've got to set in over your own home. You've got to make a declaration in your own home. And hell, you have no place here. Because in order for the community and for the church to be strong, our families have got to be strong. And please hear me. I say this with all humility. Be careful what you're letting in your home. Because just as God has placed us here at this west gate of our city, He's placed you over your home. We must guard against the things that would try to enter into our homes. Come on, somebody. Men, as the priest of your home, now more than ever, your family needs you to guard your home. You're the safekeeper of your home. So as we're here as the city to guard things that are coming against the city, and we're telling hell to stop right now and to hold back and to keep back, you as leaders of your home, you have to be mindful and careful for what comes in your home. So again, I want to say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep back. Anything that's not of God. To the east, I want to tell you to stop. By the mighty name of Jesus, of all hell forces, I want you to stop. But we have a city that's worth saving. There are people that need a Savior here in our community because we do have a city that's worth saving. And it would be Charles Spurgeon that would do the famous or say the famous quote, if sinners be damned, at least let them leap over hell, over our dead bodies. Because there's a city that's worth saving. There is a city that's worth fighting for. He would go on to say, and if they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped around their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, let it be filled with the teeth of our exertion. And let, it, and let not one go unwarned or unprayed for. Why? Because there is a city there is a city that's worth saving. There is a county that's worth fighting for. They need the church to be the church. 
They need the church to be the church. And I'm not talking about just our church, though I'm preaching to you here tonight. They need every church in our county to be the church. They need the book of Acts church to be done in every church where they're preaching and believing and people are being baptized for the church to be the church. And this will only be done by a spirit of intercession. It must be done. There must be a spirit of intercession for the Spirit of God to draw like never before. Luke would record it this way in Luke 21 and verse 25. It says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distresses of nations. Sounds pretty familiar. Sounds really familiar. With perplexity. There's a lot of perplexity in this world. The sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear. Can I get an amen right there? Sounds like Luke was present in this day and time. He said there's going to be men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are come on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when they see these things, or when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads. Why? For your redemption draweth nigh. Because we have a city that needs saved. And why do they need saved? Because there is, a, there is a, our wonderful Savior. He is to soon return. Because He just told us, when you see these things taking place, you need to start paying attention. You need to start paying attention. You need to be aware. You need to be aware that I am soon to return for my church. And it's not just any church, but it's a glorious church. Ephesians records it this way in verse 25, chapter 5 and verse 27, is that He may present to Himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such, but it should be holy and without blemish. I say to the church, He is coming back for His church. He's coming back for His church. His church, and it's going to be a glorious church. This is a blood-bought church. It's a church that He purchased there at Calvary. And I would ask you tonight, if you don't have complete confidence that you're a part of that church, Pastor or Bishop gave us exactly what needs to take place in your life this morning to make sure that you're a part of His church. He brought to us that it was priest repentance. And repentance is not old-fashioned. We've got to have repentance in our life. So if you're not sure that you're a part of that glorious church, should the trumpet sound tonight, I ask you, have you repented of your sins? If you ask God to come into your life, if you asked Him, repentance is important. That's something we can do. But Bishop also brought to us and explained to us this morning, you need to be baptized. It's important that you take on the name of Jesus Christ in baptism, that you're buried with Him, to rise and to walk it as a new man. So I ask you, have you repented? Have you been baptized in the lovely name of Jesus? Those are things that we as flesh, these as, as men, as, as God's working, as He's drawn, those, those are things that we have the ability as mankind to do. And then God promises the thing that He can do is He will fill you with the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, the evidence is speaking in tongues. So I ask you, have you repented? Have you been baptized? I encourage you. Should He return tonight? Are you a part of the glorious church? That's why I say tonight we have a city that is worth saving. 
We have a city that needs a church on fire for God. Because there are those that haven't repented. There are those that haven't been baptized. There are those that haven't experienced the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost. So again, that's why I come tonight and say, we have a city that's worth saving. Romans 13, chapter 13 and verse 11, and that knowing the time, now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. FPC, we've got to reach like never before. We've got to push like never before. Seems like every time that God puts a word in my spirit or to bring something, at some point He always leads me back that, Nick, you got to keep pushing. Now's not the time to become lazy and not that we're lazy, that sounded very rude. But it's not the time to just glide and to take it good and to say, okay, we're good. We've arrived. We haven't arrived. We haven't arrived. God's blessed us and He's been so good to us. Again, He placed us here at the, at the gate of our city. Yes, we have a beautiful campus now, but we haven't arrived. We can't sit back and think that, hey, now we've, we've done everything that we've been called to do. God, You've blessed us and You've given us a beautiful tabernacle, a place to come and worship. And we've got the very best of everything. God, we're thankful. And that's why we worship and give You praise. But church, we cannot think that we've arrived. We've got to push like never before. Because I know people in my place that I call home, the community that I call home, I have people that I need to push like never before to reach. I've got people that I must stay at a place of intercession and praying for their souls and for their families like never before. Because again, I, I see where the redemption is drawing nigh. That's why I'll come tonight and I say it is time through intercession that we must say to the north, give up. We must come to a place where we can say to the south and to the east and to the west, keep back anything that's not of God. For I'm believing for revival here in our community and in our city. So again, we must push. We must fight. We must back pastor like never before as he calls us to a place of prayer. As he calls us to a place of vision and reaching and, and reaching and pushing and fighting and clawing. And in this spiritual warfare, we've got to get behind pastor like never before because our redemption, Bishop, our redemption draweth nigh. And we do have a city that's worth saving. And I do believe God has placed us here for such a time as this. I believe it's as Esther in chapter 4 and verse 14 when, it, when the Lord, when the Scripture came, says, Thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther, you've been placed there in that kingdom. You've been placed there in that palace for such a time as this. FPC, we do have a responsibility. We do have an obligation because God Himself has placed us here for such a time as this. We must push, we must push, we must push, we must pray, we must reach like never before.
I know we say it and I'll continue to say it. We can't waste one service coming together. We can't waste one opportunity when we come together as a body of believers. This is for all of our churches in our community. We need to pray for all of our churches that no service be wasted before they know, they know not who's going to walk through those doors at any given time in any church here in our community needing a Savior. We cannot waste one single service. If the musicians would come, we're going to read Ezekiel chapter 47. And we're going to read a couple of verses here. The Lord reminded me just a couple of days ago as He was pouring this into me and letting us know that, hey, you've got to keep pushing. You've got to keep fighting. There's got to be a place of intercession. There's got to be a place. Because this is a city. This is a community. We're saving. Pastor, He reminded me just a couple of years ago the, the prophetic word that came our leadership there in Dixon and it come out of Ezekiel and Ezekiel's temple. And as I went back and started reading and things started flooding to my mind and he was connecting the dots that hey, you're here at the city, but there's something if you're at the gate, if you're at the entrance, things have don't forget what's flowing out from that place. Don't forget that city and that community that you're in. That now I've placed you. Yes, you were downtown, but now you're at the entrance and things have got to flow forth to cover your community. But in Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1, it says, Afterward, he brought me again into the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood towards the east, and the waters came down from under the, the right side of the waters. So just imagine, you got the temple, the waters are flowing out from under the altar, and they're going out. The waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Verse 2, Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And then they started measuring these waters. They started measuring what was coming forth out from under the altar. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward. He measured a thousand cubics, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were, were to my ankles. So they've left the altar. They're going out from Ezekiel's temple here. We've left the altar, the place of prayer, the place of intercession, and things are flowing. So they begin to go out and to measure. So they've went out a thousand cubics, and now the waters are now at my ankles. And again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters, and the waters were to my knees. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through, and the waters were to my loins. Verse 5, afterward he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in a river that could not be passed over. It's a reminder that that river represented life. It represented healing. It represented hope. It represented salvation those waters that flow out pastor he began to just bring it to me that those waters that are flowing out the further they cover our community the further they reach the more life that can be brought to our community the further those waters the further those things are developed in our own lives the more hope is brought 
our community. That, Father, we go to a place of prayer and an intercession as those waters begin to flow out. There's more salvation that's needed for our community. Because this is the place that we call home. Just as the waters flow from Ezekiel's temple, this isn't to pat any us on the back by no means. But the waters our community need are flowing from our altars. It's flowing from our ministers' altars all around our community. That's why we pray for all churches, for all ministries, because we need the waters of life flowing in every single church in our community. Because if the church isn't prepared for His return, how is your community going to be when that trumpet blows? That's why, church, we got to push. We've got to pray. We've got to intercede like never before because our redemption, our redemption draweth nigh. God, I pray for revival to flow through every congregation in our church community, oh God. God, just as the rivers of life and hope and healing flew from Ezekiel's temple, oh God. We realize it started there at the altar. God, that revival that's needing to flow through our community and through our city, the place that we call home, God. It's going to come through a place of intercession, but it also is going to come through a place of sacrifice. A place of sacrifice. God, right now, I pray for every pastor in our community. God, I pray something be stirred up in their souls and in their bodies, God, like never before, realizing that we need revival here in our community. Because this is a city that's worth saving, God. And we do have a responsibility, oh God. We do have a responsibility, God, as we've had truth and we've had... Your, your light's shown in our lives, God. We have, a, we have an obligation to be that witness as Acts 1 and 8 tells us to be. To reach and to push like never before. Like never before, oh God. Because we have a city that's worth saving. We have families that are worth saving. say to the north, give up. God, we need you. We need you, God. Ezekiel 22 and 30 says, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge, stand in the gap, before me for the land that I should not destroy yet. 
but I found none. Let that not be the case for the place that we call home. Let that not be the place that our families live in. I don't feel that's going to be the place. I believe God's stirring something up in each and every one of us here tonight realizing that the redemption draweth not. And then when God's asking for a man, for a lady here in this community, for this city, Brother Eddie, that there's going to be a body of believers realizing we've got to keep pushing. We've got to keep fighting. And then it's going to come through sacrifice. Let he find a man. Let him find a lady that's willing to go to a place of intercession. Realizing that we have a city that's needing a Savior. I had pastor's permission because I, I asked him some things that God's poured into His Spirit just in the last few days while He's been on vacation confirmed some things that I was, I was wanting to ask Him we could do. So this comes with His blessing. What we're asking is this spirit of intercession, I believe, is going to take over our church. We're asking them but the month of October, the remainder of this, this month, that we go to prayer like never before brought to a place of prayer. I know many of you pray. God's asking us to push just a little bit more, to go a little bit further. So with His permission, we're asking that over the next roughly three and a half, four weeks here, the remainder of this month, we'll see where it goes from here, but there's things that pastor's going to be pouring into us over the next coming weeks. We're asking that you would commit to one hour prayer, focused prayer for our city and our community. One hour a week, if at all possible, and this is coming from Brother Nick, we would ask for you to come here to the campus. Because if we're going to pray over our city, I believe it's going to be a precedent thing that we be here at the gate of our city, praying and believing for the revival. It's already started. So we ask you, if you'll commit to one hour of coming to the church, whether you're in the parking lot, many of you are already coming and you're walking around the parking lot, which is absolutely fine. During the day, the, the doors are open here. Monday through Thursday, we have people here in and out. The sanctuary is open, music's playing. We ask you to come. Because if you believe that our city is worth saving, we want to join forces together. As God's working on the church and he's, he's, he, as He's working on us as individuals, we want to go to intercession for our church, but also for all the churches in our community, for the revival that's coming. Because this thing is going to be bigger than just FPC. So I just ask you, you just show us if you'll commit. I am going to put you on the spot, but I'm going to ask you if you'd stand. You say, hey, to Pastor David, to Pastor Nick, we're going to join this fight together. We're going to go to a place of intercession. We're going to go to a place of even more focused, more intense prayer. 
I'm willing to commit over the next couple of weeks that I can commit to going to the church and praying for our city, praying for our churches, praying and believing for our revival. If it's after hours, just reach out to myself or Sister Nicole. We'll make, we'll make the logistics works where you can get into the building and pray. Because we're believing that every time we come together, we don't know who's going to be here. We don't know who's going to be present. We want all flesh to be out of the way. We want all flesh to be died out. We want everything to be right and pure and holy before God. Because when those daughters and those sons begin, Brother Stoney, walking through those doors, we want to make sure that the atmosphere that's set here, I need somebody to start praying right now. God, help us to have the atmosphere that's right here your spirit would be flowing in this place freely as Ezekiel commanded as he began to measure those waters that came from the altar. The waters that began to go out from under the altar. The deeper they went, the further they went, the deeper the water got. The more life that was flowing. But it's only going to come through a place of intercession. So again, I tell hell to give up. some ladies of Zion to begin to lift your voice and pray right now. Every stronghold that's coming against our families, every addiction that's coming against our homes. Is there anybody that would join Bishop right now as we go to our faces in a time of prayer? Every stronghold that's coming against our homes and our family and our community against in the mighty name of Jesus. North, give up. South, keep back. East and west, stop. If you're not of God, you're not welcome here. There's people right now that's going to your, their faces, believing that their sons and daughters, their family members, their moms and dads are coming back. And God, you've placed us here for such a time as this. And God, right now, before we continue to pray, God, I pray a blessing on each and every one. God, as they begin to go into a place of intercession the next few weeks, oh God. Bless them. Give them strength, God. Give them the courage to pray those prayers, God, that you put in their spirit to pray those bold prayers. We all find a place to pray right now.